Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 12th of May, 2022. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online and BetOnline.net. Robbie Triano from SiriusXM is with us here today. He and I are actually off for Sirius today. So we love the Big 12 so much that we decided to keep talking uh, Big 12. We're doing Big 12 running backs. We're doing our power rankings. We're going to do them in two parts. This is part one, uh, ranking them one through five. Coming your way next. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here with Robbie Triano. Um, Robbie, we're going to talk some Big 12 running back groups. So which teams basically have the best running back rooms, caches, you know, caches, whatever you want to call them, group, whatever the term that you want to use is. Um, first of all, happy off day. All right, we love this conference so much that we're still going to talk about it even on our off day. I know it's insane, and it makes me think that I can just never leave this conference at all. I'm stuck here, but that's fine because it is the time to be talking about football. It is a very exciting time, uh, and it's it's it feels good. It feels good to just have the basketball stuff out of the way and just strictly focus on what this league will look like or try and make our bets on what we can project what this season will look like. So in the running back department, I'm going to go through some numbers of what we, we lost. And this is not everybody we lost, but this is just generally speaking what we lost from last year from the teams, their, their main guys, eight over 8,000 yards and 76 touchdowns are going to be lost between seven guys, Abram Smith, Brees Hall, Kennedy Brooks, Jalen Warren, Letty Brown, Treston Ebner, and Zach Evans. Between those guys, we lost over 8,000 yards and 76 touchdowns on the ground alone, which is a staggering number. Um, and it just kind of gets to the big idea here of, all right, is this is this going to be a running back league? Are the teams still going to lean on running backs? Or is it going to fall on a on a uh, the quarterbacks this year? I think it's kind of the big question on all of this, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think that this league will be a little bit more pass happy. I think we have some better quarterbacks in this league. You know, Dylan Gabriel, I think Blake Shapin is going to be much improved. Obviously, at Texas, Quinn Ewers is going to be great. But there is a lot of production at the running back position that is lost. And I feel like now we can see some of the, the big pieces that are staying even get better. And we can see a lot of new faces emerge in this league. And looking at it, I think it's going to be, I don't think the return of Big 12 offenses, but I think something that we're more used to uh, than usual this season. And so let's get into these rankings. Now, it's going to be, it's kind of up for interpretation, right? This is however we want to do it. Um, You know, if if to you, one guy makes a whole room, that's great. If if you think it needs to be a combination, that's great. The way this works is I'm going to go with the odds. Robbie has the even. So I'll do one. He'll do two, I'll do three, and then we'll create the list all the way through until we have our 10, and we'll release this out on our Twitter page as well. So I'm taking the odds because I wanted to, you know, it, people would say, oh, it's too easy. But no, I mean, it's honestly more fun to do the ones that we don't know. Number one is, I think, the only place where Robbie and I are going to agree. Yes. So number one, Robbie, it's the Texas Longhorns. Um, not only do they have the most talented back in the conference in B. John Robinson, they also have Roshan Johnson back there, who I think is a really good back. I, I mean, I, I think you know, this guy last year in uh, in spelling, 
Bijan Robinson, that K-State game was awesome. Um, you know, he's a player that last year ran for 650 yards on 123 rushes, uh, you know, had seven touchdowns as well. Bijan Robinson, we know how good he is. And I, I want to say this because people are coming at me in the YouTube comments about Texas. Look, folks, Robbie and I are not pleased that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving this league. But as no. long as they are in the league, as which they are this season, they are the two favorites from the, from the people, you know, our friends at BetOnline.net. They're the two presumptive favorites in this league. They have great players. We have to talk about them, all right? I'm not some Texas lover here. I really like this team this year, but we have to talk about them. So, Robbie, I had to get that off my chest. People are saying, stop talking about Texas and OU. They can get the hell out of here. Look, I enjoy good football. So, actually, I'm going to like watching B. John Robinson play this year and Roshan Johnson play, but I don't think there's any – there's no debate, right? You stack up those two guys together, B. John alone might get you number one. You add Roshan to the mix and Keelan Robinson down the line, it's a great running back room. Yeah, and to those people in the comments, like, you may hate OU in Texas, but you're going to be a much worse conference when they leave. Like, you have to love them. Like, you you, you have to enjoy when they're here. It is a better brand of football watching them. So just enjoy it. You can hate them, but, like, are we just going to not talk about them? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And they provide natural villains, too, especially now, which, look, how do you not enjoy that? Yeah, and when it comes to this running back room, I think it's a slam dunk for number one. I think there's no debate. It's honestly maybe the best running back room in the entire country. I mean, Roshan Johnson could be a number one on, I think, most of these teams besides maybe Kansas State and possibly Oklahoma. But when it comes to that, he is a great running back. And it comes to another piece that we haven't even talked about is Keelan Robinson. He was a transfer from Alabama. And this room is stacked. I don't know how much more I need to say. Bijan Robinson is a Heisman contender, and that is not like a long shot. Like I think he is a top five Heisman or top 10 Heisman contender in the country this year. So there's no debate to me. I don't think we have to talk about this, this room too much because I think they're a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, Steve Sarkeesian is calling the plays. The offensive line is something that worries me, but they have so many other passing weapons that I think that opens up that running room even more. So you got a lot of hate last year either. That line wasn't great last year and they still were pretty effective. Yeah. And you got a lot of hate for your projection of Texas. And I, I agree with you. I think this team, obviously every year it's like on paper, they're the most talented. Well, I think they actually have talent this year. That is above what they had with Tom Herman, above what they had in Charlie strong, above what they had last year. They have a lot more proven commodities. And we know me saying proven commodity with Quinn Ewers as their quarterback. I think that there are so many great weapons around him. It's I think it's almost hard for him to fail. I agree. It's it's going to be hard for him to fail. Um, the one last thing on Texas, I just want to get your thoughts. On, uh, we, we were working yesterday with former Texas running back Fozzie Whitaker, and I made the point about how much do you ride B. John Robinson because down the stretch, and especially late in games, like he wasn't very good. So and and Fozzie kind of laughed at it, and I understand why. It's like this guy is so. I mean. He is otherworldly. I always say this. My description of him is I've run out of stuff to say about him. But, like, where do you fall on the, hey, they should watch how much they give him because they want him around late. Also, they've got so many other weapons, so it might just work all better together. Or are you like, nah, they should probably ride him more often than not? I think he's physically built to handle the 30 to 25 carries a game. I think he's physically built to do that. I think um, – I think that they're going to ride him as much as possible because I think they also understand this is his last year at Texas. And I think even Bijan himself 
kind of wants to have that accolade of a Heisman. I think he wants to be the best running back in the country. Like we had Ricky Williams on the show earlier this week, and he was talking about Bijan Robinson. He says that he sees a lot of himself in that. And I think there's a lot of pride in both of them to be the best in the entire country. But I do think that Texas in certain situations can use these other weapons that they had. So I think that they aren't going to necessarily, you know, take the load off his shoulders because I think if they could play him every play, they would. But I think that they have opportunities um, to mix in a couple others to change the pace of the game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, you get number two. Oh, baby. And uh, there's a lot of other teams. I'm not going to spoil any other future picks. And this one is kind of controversial here because I had made my criteria of what I was using to rank. Number one, this is not in any order, returning talent, production, the offensive line, the offensive coordinator, and star power. And this team sneakily has some great returning talent and production and I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going with the Kansas Jayhawks. It's the number two running back room wow. in the Big 12. And it becomes – the reason why is they have two, I would consider, very, very good running backs. And that is Devin Neal and transfer Kai Thomas from Minnesota. They have production. Like, they do. And last year they were both freshmen. They are entering their sophomore year. And I think that this team is very run heavy. We've seen that last year for Lance Leipold group. I don't necessarily trust their passing as much. Jason Bean, Jalen Dan, we'll find out who goes there. But this is a group that brings a lot of production. I'm going to start with Devin Neal. 158 attempts, 707 yards, eight touchdowns last year. And Kai Thomas, who filled in for Muhammad Ibrahim in Minnesota. 166 attempts, 824 yards, six touchdowns. That's a lot of production coming back. I think that this is a group that is going to be running the ball and when it comes to the depth of the league, yes, Deuce Vaughn is a better running back, but later we will discover the depth of that group. And I think that this team has two legitimate great running backs on their team, and especially in the Big 12 Conference. So it's crazy to think that Kansas is not last place for any ranking in this league, but I am very high in Kansas Jayhawks when it comes to running the football this year. I can't believe I'm saying this, but they're the number two group I have in the conference. I don't think it's too far. I, I had them at three. I, they were my number three group. Um, and that is because, like what you mentioned, there are question marks all over the place. I mean, besides Texas, you no, know, you cannot say one group as a whole is definitively better. And also, you know, they, they've got a guy in Jalen Daniels who I think that, you know, maybe he's not the starter, but I do think they're going to use him in some run packages with those other guys. I mean, that, that's a that's a pretty great trio back there. And look, these guys, yeah, both of on over 150 carries uh, last season. I think Devin Neal went over 150 carries, kind of in that range, wherever yeah. it was. 158. And, and, yeah, 158. And look, you know, four four point five yards per carry. Like that's not really it's not really fair to look at that just because that team wasn't wasn't great. But him as a talent, I mean, think about the OU game. Like, kind of remember him showing up in that game, and uh, you know, he had some really nice uh, nice outings last year. And then you could bring in a guy, you know, um, you bring in a guy like Kai Thomas. You mentioned like that was Minnesota did not like to chuck the ball around the yard. Like that was not their offense. They, they ran all of those guys basically into the ground. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with KU at two. I would not have gone there, but I think if, if you're going totality of the room, like I actually, I'm fine with that. 
Yeah, because when I look at this league, I think there are stars, and I think there are, there are a lot of leaders when it comes to running back, but there's some teams I just do not like their depth at all. In Kansas, when it comes to one-two punch, besides Texas, I think they have the best in the entire league. So I'm going Kansas number two. Crazy, but I'm actually looking forward to this team, and I'm actually a lot higher on them than I think most. I don't think they're going to win the conference or anything, but I right. do think we're going to see – a drastic improvement in that offense. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And one thing, the one thing Lance Leipold does really well is play to his personnel, right? So I think there's a good chance. And look, they, they did this sometimes last year. I think we see him try to slow a lot of games down with those two guys, right? I mean, that, that's probably the the recipe for them on offense is slow the game down. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I saw over under two and a half wins for KU. Like I'm kind of feeling that over their schedule. Yeah. And I kind of feeling that over. All right, quick break before we go to number three, our show today is brought to you by bet online and betonline.net for these odds that we actually just mentioned, um, the odds for uh, betting on the conference. You can go find those at betonline and betonline.net today. When you all do, you'll find those. You'll find the Heisman odds. If you guys want to bet on Bijan Robinson to win the Heisman, you can go and do that there. If you want to bet on Quinn Ewers or Xavier Worthy, you can go and do that there. Or Dylan Gabriel, you can go and do that there. Uh, or J.G. Daniels. So once again, bet online, betonline.net today. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, Robbie, number three for me is a total star-driven pick. Deuce Vaughn, last season, 235 carries, uh, I, I believe, uh, 414, 1400, over 1,400 yards, um, six yards per catch, 18 touchdowns uh, on the year. He had a hundred, uh, nine 100-plus-yard games out of 13. He was basically 6.6 yards per touch last season. On fourth downs, he was six rushes for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I know it's not a huge sample size, but you think about what happened last year, right? Revolving door at quarterback for them. That's really difficult on on a guy like that, right? I mean, because guess what they're doing? They're saying, uh, hey, that guy, you know what, like, We'll take you know th- that guy is the only guy who can really beat us, right? The whole the whole game plan is around is around hey, this guy can really you know only person can beat us. And look, Bijan Robinson might be the better talent, but just I mean that dude last two seasons has shown us basically everything that we need to know. Is there depth behind him? I, I don't really know. I'm not really sure we know who's going to be behind him. There's no, there's not. Um, and I, I just think like that means he's probably going to get more of the workload. He's the best player on that offense. Maybe they try to spread some things out. You know, I know you like their team, their offensive weapons, but I think it's really hard to look at this conference and not give um, Kansas State the nod at number three or even number two, in my opinion, because how good of a player that is. I mean, look, if I had to bet on preseason player of the year, um, you know, in terms of offense, like I'd, I'd say Deuce and Bijan are probably your two odds on favorites, right? Those are the two guys you look at and say, I mean, you know they're going to give him the rock. He's kind of almost Brees Hallish in that way. Well, you kind of know what's going to happen with Kansas State going into the year. So K-State for me at number three. Honestly, just Deuce Vaughn for me at number three. Yeah, uh, currently my list or our list right now is the list that I have in my top five groups. I think that Deuce Vaughn definitely makes up for this entire group. And if you look at their depth, I'm looking at their depth chart and I've done some research. I did extensive research today for this. I did two pages of notes. I look at like who is projected to be behind Deuce Vaughn. His name is DJ Giddens. He is a redshirt freshman, six foot one, 212 pounds, zero stats from last year. Nothing. No stats from last year. When you look at another player, Devrin Withers, 
No stats for Kansas State last year as well. So when it comes to the depth, I think if Deuce Vaughn goes down, this team is screwed. I don't think there's a single player that has a more of an impact to a team this year. Maybe Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel, but this Deuce Vaughn is the offense. But it makes me think like we're holding it to running back room. Can we add Adrian Martinez to that? Because when I look at his stats last year, he's good. 100, 133 attempts. I know some of that is just dropbacks and sacks and whatever, but 525 yards, 13 touchdowns. And for the remainder, his other three years of his career, 375 attempts, 1,776 yards, basically uh, when the Declaration of Independence was signed and 22 touchdowns. So, I think that this team, like that's been the problem with Kansas State forever. They've never had real depth to, you know, make that real leap. But um, I think this team really will rely on Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn more than anything. So can I rely on, can I add Adrian Martinez to the running back room? Maybe, but I do think this will be a run heavy team. Colin Klein is their OC. We obviously saw what him did, what he did as a quarterback. And I do think they have good, weapons at the wide receiver position to spread the field out Malik Knowles, Phillip Brooks. So I do think this will be a good team, but that depth is honestly well, terrible. It's going to, I think, you know, it's really funny. I, I just thought of this the first time and I'm thinking about the other Martinez Taylor, his brother. Um, he, I believe he played with Bex Burkhead. I think that was the big combination they had at Nebraska. I think that's kind of what we're going to see. We're going to see like the, the Burkhead Martinez. We're going to see Martinez and, and Vaughn. I think they'll kind of be, uh, we're going to see this here. So I, I think you're right. On uh, on that. All right. Who do you have at number four? This is where things get really interesting. There's a variety of ways you could go here. Uh, my number four is Oklahoma. I'm Oklahoma. going to take them because honestly, Eric Gray, I didn't realize, but he is a very productive player, especially at Tennessee last year, obviously sitting behind Kennedy Brooks did not have amazing stats, but that's because he was behind a thousand yard rusher. But what he can do in the passing game as well is very effective. We obviously Know what this Jeff Levy offense looks like when it's time at Ole Miss and UCF, especially with Dylan Gabriel at UCF. So last year, 78 rushes, 412 yards, two touchdowns, uh, over receiving 23 receptions, yeah. 222 yards, two touchdowns. And at Tennessee in his two years, 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, just rushing. Behind him, Marcus Major. I mean, this is the depth of there is not necessarily great but I'm going to give Oklahoma the benefit of the doubt. Uh, behind them is Marcus Major. They have Gavin Sawchuk waiting behind. Um, but, yeah, this is a really solid group. I think Eric Gray and is Javante not. And Barnes, too, I think, is, yeah. is there as well. And, you know, Eric Gray is not what I would consider my running back. Like, I like someone who can bruise, who can get around. But uh, he is definitely a dynamic weapon. Uh, and I'm not necessarily that high on some of Oklahoma's pass catchers. Obviously, Marvin Mims. But they, they're relying on Drake Stoops, I think, more than they should probably want to. Um, but I really do like this running back room. I think they're a very solid group, and I'm excited to see it on Jeff Levy. So number four, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good challenge this year, I think, for DeMarco Murray, right? And I think for a guy who knows a pretty – I mean, outstanding, obviously, player you know, during his time at both Oklahoma and in the NFL. But you know, this is a good challenge for him because it's, it is a different group. And um, I, I will say, like, the one thing that does – really stand out for him is those numbers in the passing game. I mean, I know this happens for a lot of guys, you know, backs, but I mean, this guy is around 10 yards reception, right? This is, and, and, and you know, 23 receptions for a guy who's a second back, like that adds up of the season. Like that's not, you know, that's not accidents. And now the big question is 
what does that look like we're at, at a full-time scale basically right what does that look like um and for him last year you know i thought the bowl game was a really solid game eight for 82 and then five receptions for 25 yards and a touchdown so you got a little taste of what he might be able to do and yeah the depth behind him is questionable um but i'm, I'm excited to see what the oklahoma offensive line looks like but it just it kind of shows you like that's where we're at, where we have some serious questions about OU, but because they have a guy like Eric Gray, you know, they're top five, which just speaks to how much the conference lost. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to have a conversation on Jeff Levy, because I think this is really interesting based oh, yeah. on like his career, because I think this is the first stop where he was where he wasn't the main offensive mind. And this is weird to think about, but you go to Ole Miss He's with Lane Kiffin, who's obviously offensive-minded. year before, or his stop before, UCF, with Josh Heupel, who's obviously very offensive-minded. So now this is a very interesting – I'm very interested in what this offense will look like because obviously Brent Venables is not, not an offensive guy. So it feels like Jeff Levy has full control over this, but he doesn't really have the, the mentor like that, um, especially in like the Bryles era as well as Baylor. So when yeah. I, I'm very interested on, on this Jeff Levy system because I feel like we give him a lot of credit and where I'm talking to other people, a lot of people say he is the real deal, but it feels like he's not necessarily around the offensive-minded other coaches that he is used to. So I'm intrigued, and if things go wrong, I'm in, intrigued on how they're going to adapt and change here. Yeah, that's, you know, Jeff Levy is so interesting because, I mean, I honestly believe that if it wasn't for the Baylor situation and that following him around, he'd be a head coach by now. The one thing we have to note too is, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, the that Art Bryles offense that he runs, but that, that was a running team last year. I mean, you know, I know Matt Corral was a guy, but they really ran the ball a whole lot with with uh, Snoop Connor and Jerry Neely. Like that was kind of the main game plan for them mm-hmm. in in that respect. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm 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 excited to see what he does, and I think it's a good point. And there's nobody else kind of around to protect him, if you will. All right, number five. So we'll end our top five right here. Um, I went back and forth on this. I'm going to go with TCU. Oh, right? we have, wow. We have, we are in lockstep. Are, we are. We like are okay. All right. So TCU, because, you know, I love Mario DiMercato's numbers last year. They weren't great, but the team was kind of off and on really liked what Kendra Miller did last year, but because those two guys, you know, combined, I actually like, I know they're both like solid backs. Um, I'll take it. I'll take both of those guys together. You know, they had a rough year last year. Because of how, you know, um, Zach Evans, I would just say more of a, you know, mercurial player, right? Not sure how often we could depend on him being out there for injury or other reasons. Um, But I like the fact that they've got two solid options that we know can carry the rock, Miller and Mercado, no matter who the quarterback is going to be. I think it's going to, I think, I think this team wins the most games next year if they have Max Duggan at quarterback. I don't know with Sonny Dykes coming over if he will be, because I'm not sure it's going to fit them systematically kind of, you know, there's no intermediate passing game with Max Duggan, right? It's kind of big plays downfield quarterback, run stuff, run the ball. So, um, you know, I don't know if he'll get the job, but I I think that'll have a big uh, impact on how much success these guys have. But I I think you have to put him fifth, just considering how much they return. Yeah. uh, I I agree with that. And we talked to Sonny Dykes on big 12 today and just going on the quarterback, uh, situation. He seemed very high on Chandler Morris. I think he had more glowing things to say about him. So that mm-hmm. that is my stance on who the quarterback will be. But yeah, this is like a like a, a surprisingly really solid group after losing. I would consider a top three running back in the conference in Zach Evans. Like this this 
this group is actually a lot more solid than I thought. Um, Kendra Miller, like last year, he had 623 yards and seven touchdowns just on the ground. Like, I didn't. Wh- where did that come from? Like, I, right. I, all I could, all I heard about that offense was Zach Evans. So that that's amazing to do that. He also had 12 receptions, 117 yards, and Dee Mercado is also. He was very productive too. He had 421 yards, and I'm really interested for this offense because we have the blending of Sonny Dykes and Garrett Riley, who have a partnership mm-hmm. from SMU. And from what I can tell from the interview and some readings, uh, Garrett Riley likes to run the football. So this is that is where he cuts his teeth. And I think that this is going to be a very balanced offense attack for TCU. I really like this group. A lot of they actually have eight running backs on their roster, which I thought was wow. That's actually like like we look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma has five. Oklahoma has right. five. Um, yeah, there's teams that have like four. They so usually have a bunch, but then the, the, the guys from the back end are all, you know, uh, walk-on guys. Yeah, so I'm actually, like, surprisingly, like, the more research I've done, I'm actually kind of high in TCU this year. And it feels like, like, I don't think they're inheriting as bad of a roster as some people think. I think defensively, whole different question. But offensively, like, this is going to be an underrated group in, in the conference. So um, a very, very well, like, great group for losing balance. your best running back. So right. Very, yeah. Balance is another word I was going to say, but yeah. yeah I would, balance to balance group. All right. So there's a top five. It's number one, Texas, number two, Kansas, number three, Kansas state, number four, Oklahoma, number five, TCU. That's video number one. We're going to do number two here in a second and look at the teams towards the bottom because they're actually some pretty big names. We haven't mentioned that's coming up in part two.